financial freedom is not about reaching like this fire number that you might hear out there. It's about the levels of independence that you get to take along the way. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hello, my financial grown ups. Thank you so much for joining us. We talk a lot about financial freedom as this sort of semi abstract concept where you don't have to stress out about money. Maybe you'll spend more time with your family. Maybe you'll have a job that you love, or you'll finally get to pursue those hobbies that you never had time for. But what about when the freedom you need your money to buy is literally your freedom? Your freedom from a partner who is abusive, your freedom to get out of a bad relationship, your freedom to leave a job environment that is toxic, or maybe even a situation where you have to be the whistleblower and you don't know if you're going to have any income or be employable after that happens. Let's get real, guys. Freedom is not free some of the time, especially in those kind of situations. So this is a serious episode, and this was a very tough interview for me. I got pretty emotional, and our guests got pretty emotional. Thankfully for me, I realize how fortunate I am that I don't know that much about the world that our guest was in, but it is something I truly believe we need to be talking about and talking about a lot more than we already do. Now, I do want to warn you that while there is no explicit language in this episode, there are some medical situations that you may not want your young children to hear, so maybe consider putting on those headphones or just wait till they've gone to sleep to listen to this episode if you are a parent. Labor and delivery nurse Nasima McElroy, she found herself needing to be free of both a relationship and a job. We're going to tell you more about what was going on there in the interview. You'll hear about it firsthand, and um, it was tough. Thankfully, she did have the resources to get her freedom. It also led her, by the way, to create her community, Financially Intentional, which we're going to hear more about. Nasima McElroy's story blew me away. I can't wait to share it with you guys. This is so important. Here is Nasima McElroy. Nasima McElroy, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby. Well, thank you for getting up early. I should note for everybody, in addition to we're going to talk about Financially Intentional, your platform about personal finance and living life intentionally, you're also a nurse. So you're a very busy woman and a mom. And you are doing this at 6 a.m. So welcome. Thank you. I'm an early riser. <laughs> I am sending you virtual coffee as we speak. Tell us about yourself and about Financially Intentional before we get to your money story. Sure. I'm a labor and delivery nurse, so I'm usually in the happy place in the hospital. Um, with labor and delivery nurse for years and years. My daughter was turning one and I was just like, geez, I don't know what to do with my money. Long story short figured some things out <laughs> and then was able to turn my finances around, but wanted other people to have the same sense of empowerment that I had. And so I created the platform Financially Intentional for people like me that didn't really see people in the personal finance space that look like them or could resonate like them or talk like them and to break down simple finances so that it's, it's simple and easy to understand because it doesn't have to be that hard. 
It does not have to be that hard. It can be, but the truth is most things are pretty straightforward. I want to back it up a little bit and talk to you about your money story because this financial empowerment actually opened a lot of doors for you and literally allowed you to leave a toxic job and an abusive relationship. Tell us your money story, Nasima. When I started on this journey, I was single. I was a single mom with my daughter. As I was starting to pay down debt, I did get married. It was a very short marriage because it was abusive. He ended up having to go to, to, go to jail. And then I had to go through that divorce process. But if I hadn't had my finances in order during that process, it could have dragged out. I could have stayed in that relationship because of financial dependency. And so I thank God that I was already on that journey so I could step away. Shortly after that, I transitioned to a different facility for the same organization that I was working for and was experiencing and witnessing a lot of medical malpractice, especially in regards to maternal morbidity, not to the point of mortality, but almost. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes. In this country, we have higher rates of Black women dying and being seriously injured from just giving birth. And it's very prevalent in certain areas. And in this particular hospital I was working with, it was prevalent and I was speaking up against it. That wasn't well accepted or received. And so what was happening? They weren't getting good medical care. Tell us more about that, because that is something that we don't know about. I want to know more about that. Yeah. So it's very common. And that's probably why I'm not being as like specific as you want, because I, I was like, I, everybody knows this, I mean, right? are they not getting, no, are they not getting the right? I mean, look, we're both moms. Are they not getting the right medical care? And, and why? Is it a cost cutting decision in the hospital? What is going on? What's not happening? It's implicit bias. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that you handle two different patients, right? So I'll give you an example. I have a mom that's in labor. She's trying to have a vaginal delivery after she had a C-section, which has serious implications, has to be monitored yes. carefully. She's telling me that she's having a lot of pain and I'm like prepping her to go to the OR. Like this doesn't feel right. Let's go. The attending walks in the room and she's like, oh, so you're in pain now? You're in actual pain now because you're actually in labor and this is what you wanted. So instead of doing a C-section right then, she waited hours to do the C-section, went and did the C-section, and then the baby was hanging out of her uterus with both her and her baby could have died. So these things were happening over and over again over a short period of time. And when I spoke up about it, I was basically told to shut up, like that I didn't know what I was talking about. And I had been a labor and delivery nurse for years and have never had my judgment questioned. And so I know that there was something that an environment that I had to leave because I already tried to speak out, but I was at a position financially where I didn't have to have that job. And so I left. But in, and then when I left in the back end, I did some actions in order to make sure that they corrected their mistake. Thank God for that. So you had the choice to leave this horrific job environment, which by the way, thank you for speaking up so candidly. And thank you for following up after you left, because I know that probably many women benefited, families benefited, children benefited from that. In terms of you, because we want to focus on you on this podcast, um, you had the financial freedom. So tell us the steps that you went through. You had the financial freedom to leave an abusive relationship. And by the way, divorce is never cheap, as we know. Even for that short amount of time, yeah. Oh, it's almost many divorces last more than marriages. But also leaving so many people are stuck in jobs that are 
they're trapped because they don't have the finances to have the freedom to leave. Tell us what were you doing specifically to, you had $200,000 of student debt and other debt you've alluded to. How did you get control of that so that you could leave both an abusive relationship and a toxic job? Well, ironically, <laughs> I thought it was because I didn't know how to invest my money. And that's why I wasn't good with money. And I always thought that investing took like this college degree to learn how to do. And so, you know, I listened to podcasts. I had a long commute. And so I Google investing podcasts and stumbled upon Dave Ramsey, ironically. So I actually started listening to Dave Ramsey and followed his baby steps to start getting out of debt. And that helped me accelerate my debt payoff. Um, and so in just two years, I was able to pay off most of my student loans. Then I was going through my divorce at that time. And then during that divorce, I had to pay, I forgot, like $20,000 in debt towards, well, it was basically a car that I had paid off. But anyway, I had to pay my husband, even though it was an abusive relationship, he was in jail. It is, they don't care. Like, so I had to pay him. And then because of the way I was doing and following Dave Ramsey's plan, because I was gung-ho, I had a $30,000 IRS debt. <laughs> so I was almost finished paying off all my debt. And that's just snowballing. I did sell a house like in the beginning of the process that helped accelerate that process. But it was just debt snowballing, zero-based budgeting my way. And then finally, at the end of it, I had a choice to sell my house. And and people are like, why would you sell your house? Like, I had to really think, really think about this. It's like a lot of stuff happened in that house, especially with my marriage. And so I was able to walk away from that house pretty easily, even though it was a really nice house. And so I sold my house at the end when I had about that $50,000 left in debt. And then that cleared out everything. And so like, that's all the debt that I paid off. And so that all that stuff took place over a matter of three years. And then at the end of those three years, when I sold my house, I moved, I relocated back to my hometown. And that's where I was in that toxic work environment. But at this point, I was like, I was on wealth accumulation instead of debt payoff. And so I actually stepped back and only went down to working six days a month. And that was the freedom that I had. So financial freedom is not about reaching like this fire number that you might hear out there. It's about the levels of independence that you get to take along the way. And my independence was being able to spend time with my family, be free from this toxic work environment, be out of that bad relationship, free from, um, you know, be able to recover from all the stuff that happened to me over the years and only work six days a month and still make a pretty good living. So tough choices, great rewards. Yes. Yes. What is the lesson for our listeners from your story? The money lesson is being intentional with your finances unlocks levels of freedom in your life for you to live your life by intention, to be able to walk away from those things. So many people have been trapped in relationships and jobs because of financial constraints. It's so, so true. All right. What's your money tip? For me, <laughs> I like nice things. And so I don't skimp on like my cars, for example. I drive a Tesla during the whole process of me paying down debt. I took my daughter to Disneyland every other month, but that was super important to me, but it was part of my budget. And so it still fits within whatever financial goals I have, but I don't live in deprivation. I love that. <laughs> Tell us more about Financially Intentional and everything else you're up to. <laughs> and where people can find you and learn more about you. 
Of course. So financiallyintentional.com is my website. I mostly hang out on Instagram at financially intentional. I also have a podcast for nurses called Nurses on Fire, where I share many stories about nurses, just like the everyday nurse, but that was able to do some big things with money to inspire other nurses to know that they too can be financially free. So those are the places that you can check me out. Nursesonfirepodcast.com is that website. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. That was a lot. So much to take in from Nasima and a story so generously shared. We really appreciate her candor. Financial grown-up tip number one, Nasima created choices when she needed them because she had made the grown-up decision ahead of those situations to get control of her finances. Don't wait for the rainy day to have that umbrella handy, guys. Financial grown-up tip number two, as Nasima said, Teslas are pricey. But you know what? If you want an electric car, which will allow you, of course, to save on gas and be you know, better for the environment, don't forget there are many other electric cars out there to choose from. Happy shopping. How financially ready are you guys to exit from your job or your relationship or some other situation? If you had to, DM me and let me know. I am at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and BobbyRebel on Twitter. And please, if you enjoy this show, tell a friend. Big thanks to Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.